0: two, one, go.
1: Welcome back everybody to the Triad of the Force podcast, a podcast from three Puerto Rican friends coming together to do deep dives into stars and other nerd-related media. This is season two episode 27 and today we're going to be talking about what if episodes four five and six now if you haven't checked it out our episode 25 is about those first three episodes of what Mm -hmm. if and unfortunately our co-host mo here wasn't able to join us that time so i would like to get started with you and what you think of what if so far
2: Mm -hmm. what if so far um my favorite character has to be the watcher uh (laughs) it (laughs) it does bring back um, it reminds me of, and this is completely unrelated. It's a, a documentary called The Witness about mm-hmm. the um, African American, uh, the Black Panther versus like the pacific, passive, uh, the peaceful movement uh, for mm-hmm. civil rights. And the witness was the person that you know you have you have you, the ones that take action. You have the ones that spread words, but then you also have to have a witness, someone mm-hmm. that is there to take down what's happening on every side and just replay it for the future generations because if you don't have a witness there's no way to learn or grow so in a way that's how i see the watcher it's they're just learning from every different fractal dimension so that they know what's you know eventually what's best for the future of everything so to me, I'm just really intrigued by that character, the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the back and forth of like, you know, should I intervene? But I know I can't. Yeah. I wish I could, but it is what it is. This is who I am. So that I, I love that framing from the, the watcher mm-hmm, perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's almost like an omnipresent narrator, but it's not at the same mm-hmm. time.
3: Mm-hmm. Just
2: learning what's happening as things develop. um but the marvel what if has been like good you know it, it breaks apart <laughs> yeah. from everything that oh mm-hmm. has to be canon it's like that that star wars thing that oh everything has to be canon and fall in order like no yeah, like, and
0: everything has to make sense with everything yeah. yeah
2: like you know have fun if you i mean i'm I'm not, I wasn't a fan of the zombie episode, but if you want zombies, throw zombies <laughs> at it. And like, have fun with it. Like, who cares? It's, exactly, exactly. it's fun, it's TV. It's not meant to define your life and be like, oh, everything has to be X and Y.
1: No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so, comic so books. they change the timelines all the time. It's okay to do it. And, you know, is, especially to fun. be creative with it and not be restricted about what story you're supposed to tell.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. so yeah, I think I think that's one of the cool things that like it's not about necessarily what makes sense in is for a certain story, but it's like how a story could develop to have some sort of narrative strength. If that makes sense, because for example, uh, the well, we'll discuss it about this episode right with Killmonger, but Killmonger all of a sudden showing up with uh, Iron Man, or all of a sudden like the zombie infestation, like that in a way doesn't make sense because right all with all of this, sudden that happened the way it did but it that's not the point the point is like okay if that happened what's the consequence of that for these characters and what would happen narratively for the growth of them and I think that's what's the the important thing and I think that's one of the clever things that they're doing is like injecting that sort of weirdness right into the episode to like have all those events happen in this different way that then creates that sort of meaning right for the characters at the end
2: I mean in a a way it's it's almost like an extension of like WandaVision, like Wanda had her own show mm-hmm. and now yeah. these realities are having their own expressions and show and that's mm-hmm. you know, beautiful, you know, it just keeps spreading weird stuff. Like, I, I, I kind of like that, you know, they still grounded on things that people that have seen Marvel know mm-hmm. about, like obviously like they'll go back to like iconic scenes and then mm-hmm. change mm-hmm. just one thing to see what happens and how that develops. Yeah. you still have like I think they're still faithful to what each character like they Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they didn't like go out of their way to change how a character will react it's like that's Mm -hmm. how the character will react in that specific situation in that circumstance yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and and I like that you know like it keeps a little bit of consistency but at the same time it just opens the world to endless possibilities which was the
0: title of the (laughs) last (laughs) episode
1: But anyway, let's get started on episode four. What if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? Which I think is one of those best expressions of what Bo was saying about the Watcher yeah. not being an unsympathetic character, like knowing what's happening and wanting to stop it. Mm-hmm, but knowing that mm-hmm. by the rules of, you know, the multiverse, if he intervenes, there's a possibility that things would go mm-hmm. even worse. So yeah. he has to just be the Watcher and
0: but you know, to suffer that point, through though, everything that happens. Mm-hmm. So that point, there's something interesting mm-hmm. about it because I mean, because I agree right with what Mo was mm-hmm. saying, but uh, I was watching a video online right of uh, by Ryan Airy, who we've had on the show before. Great mm-hmm. interviews! You have, if you haven't checked that out, go check out that episode. We had a lot of fun talking with Ryan. So, Ryan's late last episode, when he was talking about The Watcher, one of the things that he said that was kind of uh, interesting that I hadn't kind of picked up is that throughout the episodes of the season so far, The Watcher. When we start the season, the watcher's always like, you know, in the sky and like he's not physically there. He's kind of like in the clouds. It's always like completely detached. But as we progress further yeah. and further into the season, you see him more corporeal and yeah, interacting with mm-hmm. people and you see him as a person. So, like, he was theorizing, Ryan was, that perhaps like the watcher will actually like inject himself into the story in a more um, active manner and actually change things. So, for me, it, the interesting thing about that is more of the possibility of like him crossing over right into like the films and TV shows and live action TV shows. Cause one of the things that I find interesting is that they cast Jeffrey Wright, you know, mm-hmm. fantastic actor, you know, who's been like in so many good movies, going to be commissioner Gordon soon in the new Batman movie I'm looking forward to that. So it's like, you don't cast someone with that beautiful of a voice and that high <laughs> profile of a presence in films. If you didn't have like a, bigger plan for him for- I think but that's just speculation though I, I just yeah. wanted to I mean talk about that watcher thing real quick before we actually get into the episodes because what did you think Natalie? I think you have different opinions on <laughs> uh, how <laughs> these three episodes went because you like the um, original Dr. Strange film though
1: <laughs> I did I did actually that's- like the original Dr. Strange um I loved this episode I was really expecting nothing from it I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really know what to expect, and it just went in a really, really dark direction. That was kind of mm-hmm. uh, gorgeous, and just you know hurts your heart, and <laughs> just.
3: Jose
1: <Yeah. laughs> um, Bando actually didn't like it that much. He thought it was predictable, but <laughs>
0: what I, really? Yep. I yes, did not expect but, this anything from this episode. I, I didn't
1: expect it to go as dark as it did because Marvel mm-hmm, a lot mm-hmm. of the times gets really close to pulling the trigger, but they don't do it all the way. So I was really yeah, surprised because yeah. especially towards the end when uh, he has the fight with like, you know, the nice version of Doctor Strange. I was like, right. I really hope the bad guy wins just to see where this goes. But I didn't think they were actually going to do it. Exactly. And then they did. And it was like, holy shit, they just destroyed an entire Reality. universe.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: what and it also had this um because it made it even more sad because this version of dr strange was a nicer guy at the beginning he was a guy Mm -hmm, that mm did care more about you know his patients and her and everything something that the other dr strange you know he was an asshole Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah exactly
1: (laughs) you know he didn't care and then through the crucible of him losing his own you know way to perform that's how he becomes you know the savior that is dr strange mm-hmm, but in mm-hmm, this one mm-hmm. you have a guy that was actually nice and then by losing christine even though eventually he becomes dr strange he can't forget about her to the point that that love becomes toxic and becomes obsessive mm-hmm. and it just something that was supposed to be beautiful makes him the mm-hmm, darkest mm-hmm. being like almost a dermamo basically is mm-hmm. what he becomes.
0: which is so interesting because i have forgotten that her name was christine and like while watching <laughs> while watching this at ep- this episode all i could think well, it just gave me such phantom of the opera vibes as i was Christine yeah. and he's the phantom and i was like oh shit. like i don't know if that was like intentional or not but i was like oh shit. this is uh, this this is good i, I mean and intentional or not the fact that you know we can make like those connections i think makes the media like more interesting right because we can see and pick up all these themes uh, throughout but I, I'm sorry I didn't want to cut you off I just didn't oh, want, no, to, want to say the phantom thing before I forgot because I was
1: <laughs> well and you also get that feeling of you know the horror when she wakes up and sees mm-hmm. him it's like who are mm-hmm. you it's just he turned into something completely different from what he originally was and then mm-hmm. you also have those awesome time vision vibes which I yes exa- that's
0: what I was gonna say yeah <laughs> because- which I love that movie yeah <laughs>
1: I I do too. And there's like something really dark about it, especially when you're talking about Marvel that are trying to redefine how time is handled. And then in this episode, you go to like an old school version of how time is. And the fact that, you know, when you have a nexus point, there's nothing you can do to break it
3: Mm -hmm, unless you break mm -hmm.
1: the entire universe, which is exactly what he ended up doing. But you still get that whole time machine. It's like you can't change it because Mm -hmm. this is what makes you able to travel back in time. Yeah. So as it's you watch the, it, I thought it was really, really compelling.
0: Yeah. So the, th- the theory of time, right? If you throw a if you throw a rock into the river, like the yeah, you'll cause a disturbance in it, but then the, mm-hmm. the flow of of the water gonna correct mm-hmm. correct that that path. And I think that's what how it's yeah. happening, right? And uh, this episode, but for me it was interesting. I really really enjoyed it. I think it's like probably my number two uh, so far because uh, I think the Star Lord asked. Uh, Tashala, Star Lord, still the best episode uh, for, I mean, because it ends so hopeful, right? Uh, Yeah. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for happy endings. I'm sorry. Uh, Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, this one was interesting because I did, okay, hate is a strong word. I didn't hate the movie. Uh, I was not a fan of Doctor Strange, uh, the theatrical film, right? And uh, especially because, like, at that point, I think all the origin movies that Marvel was putting out were kind of like re. reimaginings of iron man in a way and i feel that dr strange was the most egregious offender (laughs) in that sense of kind of like doing the iron man formula to a t so like Mm -hmm. i was not like a fan like i'm a fan of Chang chi Chang chi and the 10 the land of the 10 rings amazing origin movie definitely a top five marvel film go watch it if you haven't but dr strange not my cup of tea uh but so well, that's why I came into like this episode a little apprehensive. And I'm like, okay, well, based on what we've seen before, it's just like a uh, re-exploration of the movie itself, just mm-hmm. tweaking some things along the way. But Jesus Christ! The, <laughs> the 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 fact that the the the, the film, look at me. Eh, the episode went in the direction that it went to, and like did all the references that it did, especially the the time machine sequence. Right when, like you were mentioning, when he keeps going back in time mm-hmm. and Christine and keeps dying in yeah. different in different more gruesome ways, which just was like a the, the time machine because that's exactly yeah. what happens to Guy Pierce's character uh, in in that movie, and then having him go through what he did in the cigarette temple i forgot what it was called and to like learn all the dark arts and whatnot and i think what's interesting about that is to kind of bring it back to star wars right because we always have to it's kind of the same thing as like anakin right where it's like him trying to save the person he loves through selfish selfish means is what causes pain and death and destruction it's the path to the dark side and that's what if it had Anakin turn right and become Darth Vader and that's what happened with Dr. Strange although Dr. Strange it was a little worse because he ended up destroying his reality so not as bad as Anakin then so Anakin you win some points there for not being that bad uh, <laughs> so having him uh, destroy, destroy his reality was not something I was expecting because I was expecting when like good Dr. Strange in yeah. the in the time because what was it that the uh, Ancient One explained that when he did the Nexus event thing, like she split the timeline so that they were both happening at the same time. Time is fucked up. Who knows what? What? what. There were two Dr. Strange at the same time. And good Dr. Strange <laughs> got, the, got the super blessing from the Ancient One so he could fight uh, evil Dr. Strange. So I was like, okay, well, this is Marvel. So yeah. good Dr. Strange got the equipment now he needs to overpower evil Dr. Strange and set things nope. right. Nope. Nope. I, I was so surprised that they pulled the trigger on that and went full dark mode. It's yep. like exactly. It's like on my iPhone. It just went and flipped it to dark mode uh, and just destroyed, destroyed everything. And the implications of that, right? It's just like, well, uh, love isn't supposed to be selfish. It's not about you, right? So you mm-hmm. have to learn to love and love the person and learn to let go for your sake, the other person's sake, and in this case, if you're a superhero for reality's sake. Uh, so I really love the 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 episode just for having the courage right to take the storytelling to where it did because in the same way that I I like it for the same way right that I like the, the star Lord T'Challa episode is because like it deviated so much from the original film to something completely different that it makes it something really special and unique mm-hmm. right uh, so really looking forward to what the implied, continuation right of the story will be. So we'll see. What about you, Mo? I, I really enjoyed that that
2: episode. Uh, I thought I'm with Ospando. I think it was predictable. Uh, but but again I'm I'm a sucker. I'm on the other way around. I'm a sucker for like tragic endings. Like yeah. That is life. Life mm-hmm. sucks. Like <laughs> sometimes sometimes uh, <laughs> um, But the way it all got framed like, well, we, we all talked about like the um, time machine, uh that mm-hmm. grandfather paradox, like you know, if you right. destroy the event that led you to
3: mm-hmm.
2: be looking for time travel, then ergo you're not gonna be able to time travel. So mm-hmm. yeah. The, you know, they tackled that early on, but then they moved that everything was forewarned. So supreme told, like you follow mm-hmm. this path. Your, your reality is going to end like doesn't matter if you resurrect whoever you want to resurrect it's it's going to be for nothing mm-hmm. uh, but it, but the whole it's the development of madness is the going into you because the how it uh, even how the sorcerers the exorcist supreme explain it was you know it's not an evil dr strange it's just a Malaligned, uh mm-hmm, mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. the strange. It's, it's somebody that you know you think you're doing things for the right reasons, like the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. That's that's right, yeah. like basically, mm-hmm. this episode. Like, he was thinking, you know, I'm gonna save somebody that I love and then start small. You know, you, you start like, oh, I'm just mm-hmm. taking away energy from evil, mystical beings or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's probably yeah. the how dr strange justified it but it's how that all of those steps and actions change who you are Mm
3: -hmm, mm
2: -hmm. so we're not static there's always constant change there's always so it's it's those actions that lead to either the destruction of our reality or not and Mm -hmm. it's it it was an episode that definitely made me kind of like cry especially Mm -hmm. like feeling that pain like you can't change the past you can't change certain things and then i just love that you know that's the sunk cost cause fallacy. like i'm already i already consume all these mystical beings so i'm already on the verge of destroying this reality mm. why not just take the last step which mm-hmm. is be a whole person at it so i think there's a sort of like an interesting lesson there that we, there's always going to be a split in our minds especially mm-hmm. if you're doing something that is just out of born out of that attachment and that delusional and you're always going to be like back and forth until one just destroys the other mm-hmm. right. and that's that's how it it all panned out and I love like how everything just got destroyed except Dr. Strange
3: mm-hmm. right.
2: just created a reality of himself like he can yeah probably i mean i'm sure the that leaves us Mm -hmm. and like the viewer in our mind like will dr strange ever get out of there like clearly it's Mm -hmm. a very powerful being but Mm there are they now transfixed in that tiny 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 fractal Mm -hmm. universe Mm -hmm. and it's a beautiful ending it's like Mm -hmm. just there by its by themselves and the reaction Christine gets when Christine actually gets resurrected It's yeah. like, "Who are you?" Like,
3: yeah, and you the horror—it's
2: like, mm-hmm. a, a horror. Like. Yeah, and how it—and her last words were like, "What have you done?"
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. So, and that, that is ultimately the—if there is a punishment for Doctor Strange's dad, that we, for eternity. He's going to have to ponder what has he done. Mm -hmm.
1: Which he notices in that moment because he starts screaming, like, what have I done? I didn't mean for this to happen, which is like the extreme of the hubris that he went to, because like you were saying, it was completely forewarned, but he Mm -hmm. came so entranced in the fact that he was going to become so powerful that even though this is the way that it's supposed to be, I'm so powerful that it's not going to happen that way. I'm going to change it. I'm going to have Mm -hmm. it be successful and I'm not going to destroy the world, but he does.
0: Yeah, and it's the duality, right? Like in in the effort to resurrect Christine and bring her back to life, he's effectively killing himself because the person that is there in front of Christine when she comes back is effectively like a like not the Doctor Strange that she was in love with. It's like he effectively killed that Doctor Strange. So mm-hmm. it's you know, I I like when like episodes that do those type of things and are just playing with those reversals it's like okay action consequence and what are the effect what are the consequences of the consequences so to speak so to have a Doctor Strange trapped in a, like a little mirror dimension realm so uh, he can like uh, ponder his
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: his decisions for eternity it's definitely very. Uh, Appropriate, right? Because like he was looking for all this unlimited power, and basically got immortality, right? From like getting like all these mm-hmm. uh, ancient demons and stuff to uh, power him. That now like he's the ultimate consequence is like yeah, you have ultimate power, and no nothing to do with it anymore except just live with yourself and pon- exactly like the like the like the watcher says, ponder the question. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. What if? <laughs> what if yeah. But, but, and but then also is. just
1: the fact that he knows that he's not the ultimate power in the universe regardless because he is aware of the watcher yeah like he actually calls out to the watcher and the watcher has an actual conversation with somebody in a universe which we don't see so far in any of the episodes <laughs> yeah so.
0: and i like that the watch is like nah brah it's okay it's like, <laughs> oh the, the watcher
2: was like you know my like, god i'm if i intervene i'm just gonna be exactly like you like yeah. you're, you're my yeah. warning story I'm not
3: yeah
2: i'm gonna yeah. mess with yeah. that like, clearly you messed it up like now now we're i may i may be completely misremembering the the tentacles were those in some other yeah that was yeah. in the first episode
1: yeah with the, Avenger. With the, it's Captain the one that Peggy. yeah
2: there we go mm-hmm. okay I was like, where where did I saw those tentacles? It's the Kraken. (laughs) Kraken. The The Kraken, or what's the other name? Uh, Mm -hmm. Love Lovecraft's. uh, Oh uh, yeah. Monster, I forgot. (sighs) Uh,
1: Well, anyway, anything else to say before we move on to episode five?
2: Well, I just love that episode. Very
1: yeah. Yeah, I think I think, I think, I think I'll have further thoughts on it, but too. as a as
0: a you yeah. know as a comparison with the other two, so we can move okay. on. <laughs> well,
1: then episode five. What if zombies? No, I
0: love zombies. Oof, I love zombies. Zombies are really? fun. <laughs> it's that, they're stupid. <laughs> uh, that's why they're fun.
1: Okay, so clearly you guys didn't like this episode that much. I know you think no. zombies are fun, but I actually like yeah. this episode because I was expecting nothing from it. So I'm just I'm gonna go first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think one, it was like a really cool homage to a lot of different genres of zombie films. Like when Mm -hmm. Mark Ruffalo first walks out, it's like that emptiness like Twenty Eight days later. And then you have the Peter Parker making the rules style zombie land. And then you have like that uh, Grand Central scene, like I am legend. So you grab a lot of stuff from like different um, zombie films. And then towards the end when it's like, you know, behind fences and stuff is very walking dead. And I remember thinking just, as they said, why don't they just climb on top of each other and go over fences? It's something I will never understand. Of like world, like world War C. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the only one where they're able to go over walls. Mm-hmm. In all other films, they're not able to. But, so I like that to begin with. I like that the zombies looked actually really, really creepy, especially the mm-hmm. Avengers version of the zombies. Yeah. And the fact that it's completely unfair that even though you're a zombie, you still keep your powers um I
0: thought, I thought that was the most clever thing that they did and i was like okay
1: that was That's super a, make, unfair.
0: making bringing bringing the zombies to the next level i appreciate the next that, level yeah. zombies.
1: yeah um i really like that you're getting something from characters that are not that much big of a deal like hope was a big deal in mm-hmm. this episode and obviously you know she ends up having to sacrifice herself but i thought it was really cool to have more from like these minor characters like sharon um, mm-hmm. um And obviously, you know, Peter having to be kind of like the main superhero and, Mm -hmm. you know, the sadness of he ends up losing basically everybody because he loses Happy too, who was the one that helped him after, you know, he lost Tony. And I thought it was this really weird, um, the Avengers were the reason that the world survived, you know, Thanos, but in this universe, the Avengers are the reason that the world got completely destroyed. Because maybe Mm -hmm. without the Avengers becoming zombies, humanity would have been able to hold on for longer. So I thought it was a weird kind of like the heroes turn out to be like the supervillains. And then something else Mm -hmm. that I found really compelling was that relationship between Wanda and Vision. Mm -hmm. Um, Because in WandaVision, we get that, wanda wasn't able to you know deal with her grief and they kind of made it seem like it was oh because she's a woman and you know her emotions overcame her and her grief and blah blah blah. and then she zombified Mm -hmm. an entire town and everybody blames her for it but then in this version we get vision who is a creature of perfect logic who Mm -hmm. is feeding her human parts and luring people because he can't let go of her which is completely Mm -hmm. logical So there was like a really weird reversal of the relationship Mm -hmm. there that I found really intriguing and that it's one of those things that it's regardless of the timeline, some things you can't change. Some bonds can be broken. And clearly that bond between Wanda and Vision is something that transcends the multiverse, Mm -hmm. which is something that'll be cool to explore now in, you know, the multiverse of madness and everything that happens to Mm -hmm. these two characters. So I thought it was a little uh good nod to it and the fact that even when vision realizes that he was doing wrong he still can't leave her so he sacrifices himself so that he can give the remaining humans a chance with the infinity stone but he still can't leave her so Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i thought there was something really really compelling about that so that's my two cents on the episode
0: uh, hey, uh, no, I I think they. Sorry, mom. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no.
2: I, I was just gonna refer to that scene. I was like, mm-hmm. they. It was such a missed opportunity to then like keep the reversal and then flip it again and have Zombie Wanda create like a little Wanda Vision to resurrect Vision. Mm-hmm. They, they so <laughs> missed that. Like what? Like you could have done it. Like like, like some Zombie
0: Vision and a Zombie Wanda hey, yeah. Vision.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: But <laughs> so. right. go for it now, Goose. <laughs> Well, I was looking forward to this episode just because, you know, because, you know, what we said, zombies, zombies are fun. So I'm like, okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what the Marvel universe looks like with zombies. Uh, But the thing with zombies, though, is that like like we were saying, right, they're stupid. Uh, and, And zombies are zombie movies are smart, used to be smart, like right with the old George Romero films that we're actually doing commentary about. Uh, society, right, as Mm -hmm. a proxy, as using zombies as a proxy for consumerism, a bunch of these things. And I thought that was a clever way to use zombies that not really used that much anymore. I mean, anyone can correct me in the comments, right, if you feel that strongly about contemporary zombie films and TV shows. But I think you're wrong. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, but they're still fun, right? It's gore and action and whatnot. Uh, so I wanted to see like what, you know, especially after they hyped up the posters, right? With the uh, zombie Captain America and zombie Iron Man. I'm like, oh, okay, this is fun. What, what, what's what what happens if they're zombies? And I really appreciated that aspect of it, of them. You know, they're still some part of themselves that lives within the zombie brain. So they're still yeah. able to use their powers and be over OP, so- o- o- OP zombies, which I thought was a really clever uh, <laughs> twist on it. Um uh, but I, I, but I still didn't feel like they exploited that to the to the, to the, to the uh, mm-hmm. level that it could have. Because you know they're still overpowered superhero zombies, but they're still taken out relatively easy. Uh, yeah. In the especially like in that Super train zombies. sequence.
3: Uh,
0: but you're but it's Captain America zombie. You know, it's like it's just, I would expect a little bit more from from him. Anyway, not necessarily a point, but. Uh, But I don't know. I mean, it's uh, like you said, there's a lot of uh, really cool homages, right, to like all of the contemporary zombie lore that we've uh, seen in the last couple of decades in films and TV shows, which was obviously fun. But there were some things that didn't sit right with me in this episode. It was particularly like uh, how women were used in the episode because, you know, we had Sharon and we have Hope and we have Wanda, obviously, but all the women end up being cannon fodder and like we just like everyone that all the people that that we killed every single woman in the episode and I felt that was weird I was like I don't know who Amara was like yeah let's kill all the women and that's okay and they green lighted I was like weird weird (laughs) decisions uh weird decisions all around uh so I don't know, that kind of gave me a bad taste that, you know, mm-hmm. didn't let me enjoy that episode as much as I probably could have. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know, because for example, like I think if someone should have sacrificed themselves, maybe it was Spider-Man, then Hope is the one that's like the hero because you already killed her once and now you're killing her twice.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah so it's, it's like they're, they, are I don't know, someone at Marvel does not like Evangeline oh. Lily or <laughs> Hope and Dine. Uh Like one of the others are just like, we're going to kill this person. Uh, whatever it takes exactly whatever it takes if we can't kill her in real life we're gonna kill her in the in fictional in the fictional world uh, So we'll make a huge version of it so you know <laughs> exactly we're gonna super kill her gonna. Uh, you know, so that was weird i don't know why they made that decision i mean i'm i'm sure that like it wasn't something that they were actively thinking about while they were writing the episode they were like oh this is what makes sense and they didn't look at it as you know from yeah. the outside being like oh shit we 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 did do that, uh, so yes, so okay. Uh, the, the, the vision storyline though, I think was 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 good. I think they should have like explored that a little bit uh, more because because of the what you were saying, like that reversal, right? Of like how it's not exactly like you were saying, not oh the emotional woman that's the only mm-hmm. one that's able to that can't handle her emotions or whatever. Uh, it's like anyone that's in love, that's a, mm-hmm. that can't, that cannot deal with the pain. Right. Mm-hmm. And sorrow of like losing someone, which kind of in a way brings the whole vision quote from Wanda vision, uh, back to, back to light. What is uh, grief, if not love, persevering, you know, it's still mm-hmm. vision trying to maintain that love and, uh, uh, alive in some way it, it keep keep the love undead so to speak uh, mm-hmm. so so it was cool and especially with the previous episode right with uh dr strange like see like how we're dealing with uh, grief and loss in a very impactful way and obviously uh uh unhealthy way right because both actions led to one the destruction of reality and the other to death of other people because he was feeding live humans to yeah. uh, zombie wanda so there is that uh, but the one thing that i thought was clever about the episode is how you think that it ends in an upbeat note with like oh we got the we got the yeah. we got the serum yeah. or whatever the fuck so we can like make the cure let's go to wakanda because obviously wakanda is isolated they you know, got the technology and all of a sudden bam twist ending zombie thanos with zombie. the gauntlet just and wait, like, oh my story. lord, yeah, exactly. It's just, <laughs> and just waiting. I'm like, okay, well, interesting twist again, going in the dark direction because we thought yep. we were gonna, you know, yep. upbeat, upbeat ending, <laughs> but all of a sudden it's just like, nope, we're gonna, you're still gonna suffer a little bit more. Just wait for it. So, ho- definitely looking forward to see how they'll cap, you know, they'll finish the story because you don't leave, leave a cliffhanger like that and not pay it <laughs> off. So, definitely looking forward to it, but absolutely not my. Favorite episode of this three three part review we're doing.
3: <laughs> yep.
2: yeah, I think it, I think it's, it's the weakest on my end as well. Uh, the only thing clever was that Thanos reveal because we started with the end game where mm-hmm. you know Bruce Banner goes back to New York yeah. to warn Thanos coming, and then because zombies, we then forget all about that, mm-hmm, and that, mm-hmm. I, so it was clever that oh wait. That was still happening, and now we have yep. zombie fans. But again, it just falls into, and this is just me. I um, I never like zombie movies are just boring, predictable, and eh, yeah. like they're mm-hmm, stupid mm-hmm. in all their senses. Like unless they're self aware of what they're doing. I, I, I mean, Zombieland was okay because it was. <laughs> That's what I
0: was going to ask about. Self-aware, was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, you know, it's
2: self-aware. It's and then you have Bill Murray being a. They,
0: but they kill him. I'll yeah. never forgive them for killing him. Although, although one of the best, one of the best death scenes in history in movies. Oh yeah,
1: it's yeah. yeah. fantastic. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but going back to the episode, it it just felt like dumb. Like you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> it's it's just. It follows, again, I mean, could have been an homage to all the zombie movies, but, again, is every zombie movie an homage of itself? Because that's why you got to do mm-hmm. the zombies. You yeah. can't do that much. You just find mm-hmm. the zombies. Uh, and I was, I, 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 all I saw was like, oh, this is like a fan service. Like, people want to see the Avengers as zombies. There you go. There you go. <laughs> which is fine for fan no, service no, it's sometimes totally it's okay <laughs> i have no i have no with it. <laughs> like, mm, mm, it's, mm. like clearly that's why you have the walking dead that's why you have so many zombie stuff yeah people mm-hmm, tend mm-hmm. to like zombies i don't know why but <laughs> go for it I'm like i'm not gonna <laughs> so,
1: and we got to see scott lang's head future style so that was kind of yeah I, I was like
2: okay I, I, that's I weird <laughs> the, that like he was being yeah, so no. like, self-aware i was like just yeah. throw it out there just say, <laughs> throw it out is-.
1: there i'm nixon's head
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or then like when vision when the reveal of wanda that vision was like feeding them it would been i was like why didn't like scott be like oh wait is this why i'm just ahead that wanda yeah. eat
3: like my whole eat body me? <laughs> yeah
2: like wheres yep. scott wheres scott but but poor then scott. i think the redeeming if there's that like was just uh that spider-man like okay like everybody around me keeps dying like they just so i'll just keep going for them right <laughs> <But, laughs> you know at least that that was like there, there was they tried to inject some emotions into it uh but it just, again, that's just my opinion. Zombies are dumb. Yeah. And the episode yeah. was dumb because of that reason. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but I do like that this one and then compared to Doctor Strange as well, you're going through, you know, this exploring of the dark side of love, how love can mm-hmm, turn mm-hmm, destructive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you said, uh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Like even from mm-hmm. the beginning, like this episode, like the zombies come to life because Hope is trying to save her mother and didn't know that the mother was infected you know with the zombie and in bringing her back that's how everybody gets infected from an act of love comes all this Mm -hmm. destruction so i i like that they're exploring this because usually sometimes the superhero are just so cookie cutter happy everybody has to have a happy ending and everything has to always work out and this is more real so
3: Mm-hmm, At the mm-hmm. end
1: of the day, it's it's a good exploration out of it, and I don't think there's that much you can do when the episodes are so short, and maybe they're not going to get second parts. Mm-hmm. So
2: I hope, considering,
1: I hope they don't. Hope they don't. But considering don't. what it is, I think they're still able to get a lot of storytelling into every mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. So
0: yeah,
1: so kudos on them because I really wasn't expecting anything from the show, honestly. So
0: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely like a it's it's definitely like a fun a fun show yeah to just like kick back and like relive the Mm -hmm. movies we've all grown to love in the past I don't know how many years of 20 some odd movies and just see all these movies just play out different it's definitely been it's definitely been fun I wouldn't yeah I wouldn't put it like on the level of like amazingness right as a Loki or WandaVision but for for what it is it's definitely fantastic and I'm really enjoying the ride so far Absolutely. but we still have like the one last episode which i think uh, is what if killmonger
1: rescued tony stark
0: that was pretty that was pretty good uh i really enjoyed it what did what did you think nanny
1: how about we start in a different way this time mo, let's first. start with
2: mo
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i i really really enjoyed this episode
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, it's not not as much as the dr strange one but mm-hmm. story-wise was what- a lot more compelling uh, mm-hmm. it, it really felt like it, you know this is a different story and I wanted to see mm-hmm. how it developed. Uh, yeah, Killmonger was always a very interesting character uh, mm-hmm. because it's one of those oh they're evil characters but what drove, are they evil or kind of like you know? are they just paving the road because of bad intentions but at the end of the day they mm-hmm. what Killmonger always wanted was for wakanda to be open and help mm-hmm. Mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
2: everybody that's been pretty much a product a product of slavery yeah uh, and mm-hmm. and it's really hard to be against somebody that has that ideal i mean you can mm-hmm. be against their methods and their means yeah mm-hmm. but the ideal still stands so uh, so the fact that killmonger is probably like has to be the best like chess player out there. He was mm-hmm. playing chess with everybody, like, like Palpatine. Like, He's just Palpatine. like four-dimensional <laughs> <more laughs> chess, was, like manipulating everybody like Palpatine, and then it was beautiful, like just seeing mm-hmm. like
0: mm-hmm.
2: everybody fall for those lines and be like, "Oh, yes, we trust you now." And then, but at the same time, you still have like mistrust from Pepper mm-hmm. and uh, forget Sherry. Uh, mm-hmm. and then having that. Like conflict of like oh wait it's like the little kid and the person that was oh they were in love with Tony Stark ergo they're definitely biased towards anything mm-hmm. that came new like are the ones that mistrust uh, Killmonger you you have that the commentary on the whole like American imperialist uh, mm-hmm. like oh now we we get to invade because you. You attack their soil and like yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's i thought it was a really like it was really well paced you you could see like how tony not being iron man mm-hmm.
3: still mm-hmm. wants
2: to you know there's the, it still ends up developing robots and like the idea of like oh a miniature arc oh that's stupid
3: like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm.
2: let's <laughs> just and it, it was a very intelligent episode, if that makes sense.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, it was well paced. It, it took the steps to establish each character independently as well. Uh, mm-hmm. like you, had, you had the background of each character, and it was such a short episode to be able to
1: do all that, have that. the mm-hmm. effect
2: of a, watching a whole movie because that's how it felt. It felt like, you know, mm-hmm. you right. watch a whole movie instead of an episode. And uh, kudos to, to that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um this is actually, I think so far one of Hosbando's favorite episodes. He really mm-hmm. liked it. Yeah, it was really um, good.
3: Yeah.
1: It was really good. I mean, it's you have all these reminiscences because that first scene is almost an exact copy of that first scene from Iron Man, mm-hmm. which is basically mm-hmm. what got the MCU going. And then you right. interject Killmonger into there. And it just changes the entire story. You don't get just like a facsimile of it, kind of like you did in the Peggy Carter one, which is kind Mm -hmm. of like the same story, but reversed. Here, you actually change the entire thing because how Mo was saying, you have the actuals actually responding how they would in their nature. Because Mm -hmm. if Tony doesn't go through his captivity he never Mm -hmm. realizes how bad the use of his weapons are. He never has to decide to become Iron Man, which is like what they say in the exact interview that they're having Mm -hmm. with him. And he's just like, oh, what we need to do is make bigger weapons. Right. That's his lesson, you know? He never learned it. And then he has somebody who becomes his confidant by saving him that encourages the worst aspects of him. And Mm -hmm. Tony never changes. So, and it makes sense in his nature and who he is for that to occur that way. So I thought it was like, very smartly
0: done yeah yeah no i i definitely appreciate and i appreciate how it basically it's like you take iron man you take a mm-hmm. uh, uh, black panther and you smush them together and you get like the the best parts of both of of those films uh, in this show distilled right into one cohesive narrative uh there was one part of the episode that kind of hit hit hard and it's like when they have the funeral for. Uh, t'challa and i was oh, like oh yeah uh, and after obviously after like Chat passing i was like oh man like, that, I, I, obviously yeah obviously obviously he was alive when they filmed that because yeah. like not film when they uh, animated this recorded he, yeah mm-hmm. he recorded all those lines mm-hmm. so the fact that like that happened and then they did that like such a that that procession right for his funeral and whatnot i was like oh man that kind of hits different to how it would have hit uh if he hadn't passed away. So there was a extra layer of, you know, of emotions in the episode, especially right when he comes back as a spirit to talk to yeah. uh, killmonger. Uh, but I think, and to tie it back to what Mo was saying with about the road to hell is with good intentions. I think that's the interesting thing about killmonger here is that he mm-hmm. is all the time, apparently doing the right thing. And I, and, and kind of to go back a little bit, he does want the, right thing and even in black panther the movie right he Mm -hmm. ends up changing t'challa's mind because t'challa does what he wants to do the thing is and what we were talking about right the 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 method right of which of how you want to achieve it and while t'challa understands the message and point of killmonger's uh, purpose he wants to do it from a place of hope and healing where Killmonger wants to do it from revenge, right? And like, mm-hmm. if you add, if you add like a negative right to the thing you want to do, even though it's the right thing, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, it's not gonna come out the 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 in the best way, right? That it could. So I think that's one of the interesting things of Killmonger as a character, especially contrasted with uh Tashala in the film. But here in the in the show, what's interesting is his dynamic with then Tony. It's Tony, exactly, he then wants to do the iron man things but in the opposite way because yep. like you said nanny in, in the original movie he's like okay I gotta shut down my weapons mm-hmm. manufacturing division yeah. and like only i can be trusted to like uh, have these weapons mm-hmm. because blah 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 and here's just like the opposite it's like no nope. even the 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 uh, drones iron man drones right that he they were designing looked like the uh, drones from iron man 2, 2. Yeah. a yeah. little bit mm-hmm. obviously mixed with the gundam stuff because he's an anime uh, anime fan which i thought was mm-hmm. fun that he acknowledged that in the great. movie
1: because
0: uh, obviously his you know his suit right is based yeah. on vegeta from dragon ball Z. he yes. was so uh, spot on vegeta <laughs> yeah so yep. uh, so it was perfect perfect i did obviously it was sad to see tony go but he did the the but tony's uh character arc to tie it back to mo was totally believable to like mm-hmm. the tony that we've grown to know through all these movies so again kudos to the writing team for being able to capture the the essence of all these characters, especially while placing them in these unusual situations for them, uh, but I don't know I think it always and then it was obviously very uh, interesting to then see his relationship. With uh, T'Challa's family, with T'Chaka and Angela Bassett yeah. and Churi, and then to see Angela Bassett lead the war effort against I know. the Americans. That was crazy. Oh, when she says like <laughs> for T'Challa, so I was like, oh <laughs> yeah. man, this, yep. uh, this hit me, hit with me, hit me in the feels. Oh. Yeah, I was like, oh my oh. god. And it was Angela <laughs> Bassett voicing it, which it what was. I found mm-hmm. uh, to be uh, very cool. And kudos to them for being able to mm-hmm. bring most of the cast back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was that was definitely fun. And again, as we saw with the zombie episode, the episode kind of ends in that cliffhanger, right? Of Shuri showing up in Pepper's office and being like, okay, let's, uh, mm-hmm. let's, let's stick this guy down. Uh, so definitely now with all these, uh, these last three episodes, it's like, oh, wh- okay, what, what happens next? Are you going to keep feeding me alternate scenarios or are you going to wrap up uh, all these narratives? Uh, so definitely this one, Dr. Strange and, the Star-Lord episode have been like the biggest highlights for me because of how they're able to mix different uh, movies mm-hmm. that have different tones and different character motivations or- and kind of make mix-
3: yeah. that.
0: <laughs> you saw it here first folks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't know. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know if you guys had any like final thoughts now about the whole of the three episodes we are discussing.
2: I, I mean, I, I really, I, I really don't want to see any continuation to any of them.
0: Uh, mm.
2: I think it's it, it's in the nature of the title. What if you just let your imagination go wild? Like, they gave you the scenario.
3: Mm-hmm. You
2: think whatever happens. Will mm-hmm. zombie Thanos destroy half the, the universe? No. Or even what?
1: the entirety of it, because this time oh. he's a zombie. He has no he's intentions not- of saving the world. He just wants right. to consume.
2: Yeah. So. Or, or maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that's what, maybe it's the other way around. It's like, I want everybody to not be a zombie so I can eat everybody again. <laughs> Who knows? Like,
1: oh, yeah. Uh huh.
2: That, that, you know, it could, like, <laughs> that's right. it, it opens up the world to so many things. And that's what I want to see developing. I do see, like, the main character. Like, I kind of I haven't seen that screen rant that you mentioned, Goose. Oh, mm-hmm. But I, I, it's. I think that's the watcher is the main character, and they're evolving yeah. and mm-hmm. going from just a pair of like stars to like a physical form. So I wonder if the whole thing about what if is just to, you know, manifest this character into later films or whatnot. Uh, especially now that after Loki, everything mm-hmm. you know, it's like. Fair game. Mm. Fair game for everything. And and who better than, who better, who will be better suited to lead whatever effort is to reverse the chaos of the multiverse than someone that has seen and watched Mm -hmm. everything that's been chaotic in the universe and learn from each version of it. So so I kind of want to see if that does happen. Uh,
1: The timekeeper versus the watcher. (laughs) <laughs>
3: I mean Holy shit.
2: You, you need it, it almost <laughs> like and then you need to watch to time keep so yep yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
3: the possibilities
1: <laughs> the possibilities yep <laughs> well um I actually I really appreciated these three episodes because you don't really get a happy ending in any of them yes mm-hmm. um it, it just goes into the dark side of all of the possibilities that can happen just with one change so so I like you know exploring that you know, not everything has to go right and exploring mm-hmm. that the, the nature of people isn't always to do the right thing. It, it has to do with like who's in your life who influences you and all of that has something to do with it. So so I like it when they explore the dark side of things. so
3: mm-hmm.
1: So oh, yeah, in general, I've really, really enjoyed it like dark, this cluster of episodes. Side,
0: We' got cookies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> extra
0: extra chocolate chip. Uh, extra chocolate and chips. red
1: lightsabers.
2: And red light servers. <laughs> and Pluto is yes. still a planet. Pluto is still a planet on the dark side. So <laughs> come join
0: it. <laughs> uh, what about you, Goose? I think no. I mean, I think uh, I think I I said pretty much everything I thought about the collective of these three episodes, and I mean, I I see I see your point, Mo, about uh not needing to conclude the stories, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I don't know. I feel that they leave them so open to the conclusions. like, okay, <laughs> we're, we're setting up a story that like, I feel compelled to need to see it. Uh, so, I mean, I'm good either way, but I, you know, but, but if you, if you bait me, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to need this. You're going to give me the, you're going to give me the carrot. I need to, I need to eat it. Uh, so uh, looking forward to see what happens for sure. Uh, and hopefully uh, this what if show becomes something that i don't think it's sustainable to have like a season every year but i think every yeah. couple of years like after a face is over or something like they do that mm-hmm. what if okay let's like do a what if of like mm-hmm. all the faces that we've had so far and it's kind of like a recurring anthology that happens every couple of years i think it's kind of valuable i don't think it's sustainable to do like that off like too often because then the idea yeah. i think will get old really fast uh yep. but and oversaturated for, with it yeah mm-hmm. yeah but for now um enjoying the ride until visions
3: until and Vision. star
0: wars star wars own kind of what if
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> almost like Anime they're playing style. the same playbook i wonder who owns both companies
1: <laughs> yeah
0: it's a mystery we'll never know
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i think we're done for today right
0: until the next time
1: <laughs> well thank you everybody for joining us. Stay tuned. We will talk about the last three episodes of the Sizzling off One if when it comes out. We will be talking about visions and we will obviously, Bring more Star Wars content when we have more Star Wars content. <laughs> but anyway. It will be soon. <laughs> yeah, I know. Excited, excited. But until next time, we are Triad of the Force. Look for us anywhere that podcasts can be found. Look for us on Twitter and Instagram, YouTube. Just search for Triad of the Force. We have some shirts and awesome things. So thank you for joining us as always. And until next time, may the Force be with you.